Welcome back to The Wise Man's Page, the podcast where we read Patrick Rothfuss's The Wise Man's Fear, page by page. This is page 902. It's not my place to say, Stapes said carefully. His tone was slightly offended, as if I should know better than to ask him such things. I let the subject go, knowing that I wouldn't be able to get anything else out of Stapes. You'd be doing me a favor if you could deliver something to the mayor for me, I said, walking to where I'd dropped my worn travel sack. I rooted through it until I found the mayor's lockbox near the bottom. I held it out to Stapes. I'm not sure what's in it, I said, but it's got his crest on top. And it's heavy. It might be some of the taxes that were stolen. I smiled. Tell him it's a wedding present. Stapes took hold of the box, smiling. I'm sure he'll be delighted. Three more runners appeared, but only two of them ran past with steaming buckets. The third went to Stapes and handed him a note. There was more splashing in the other room, and all three of the boys left again, stealing glances at me. Stapes skimmed the note, then looked up at me. The mayor is hoping it would be convenient for you to meet him in the garden at Fifth Bell, he said. The garden meant polite conversation. If the mayor had wanted a serious discussion, he would have summoned me to his rooms or paid me a call through the secret passage that connected his room with mine. I looked at the clock on the wall. It wasn't a sympathy clock of the sort I was used to at the university. This was a harmony clock, swinging pendulum and all. Beautiful machinery, but not nearly as accurate. Its hands showed a quarter to the hour. Is that clock fast, Stapes? I asked, hopefully. Fifteen minutes was barely enough time for me to strip out of my road clothes and lace myself into some sufficient decorous court finery. But given the layers of dirt and sour sweat that covered me, that would be as pointless as tying a silk ribbon around a steaming cow pat. Stapes looked over my shoulder, then checked a small gear watch he kept in his pocket. It looks about five minutes slow, actually. I rubbed my face, considering my options. I wasn't simply mused for a day's travel. I was filthy. I had walked hard under the summer sun, then spent days trapped in a stifling hot carriage. While the mayor was not one to judge things entirely by appearance, he did value propriety. I would not make a good impression if I showed up reeking and filthy. Unbidden, the memory of the iron gibbet rose up in my mind, and I decided I couldn't risk making a bad impression, not with the news I brought. Stapes, I won't be ready for at least an hour. I could meet him at six bell, if he would like. Stapes' expression turned stiff and affronted. Its message was clear. You sim. End of the page. I'm Nick. I'm Jordana. I'm Jeremy. So this is what I was referring to over the last couple pages, that to me, I think the safer choice is to go right away stinky. Uh, I think that to hold up the mayor to take a bath is the more risky choice. To me, that seems like 
kind of self-evident. So I kind of don't agree with Quoth's choice here. That's why I'm looking for evidence to back up the idea that he's like extra anxious and kind of overthinking this. I think that he is kind of overthinking this. And I get that he's like, he's road grimy and he's, he's dirtier than like a quick bath is going to fix. But in order to be clean enough that someone else doesn't notice how dirty you are, is not the same as actually being clean. So he could do a quick, like he's already, the hot water's already in there. He could, he could do, I call it a dry bath, but I don't actually know what its proper name is. But like, you don't actually like, like totally do a bath. You like get a cloth and you kind of wipe down. Like he could theoretically do that. And cause he's wearing clothing that probably covers most of his body anyway. He only has to really clean the parts of himself that are going to be showing up. And like he could he could wear like I'm sure it's a, it's a court. I'm sure there's like some kind of perfumes available somewhere. Um if he's really that smelly. Like I honestly think he could do a quick wipe down and it would be presentable enough for a meeting and then he can have his real bath later. I disagree with both of you. I think Quoth is absolutely correct here. Like he's just caught in a difficult position and it seems crazy to me that Stapes doesn't see it. I think he is filthy i think he smells like shit i think he's been sleeping in the same clothes for three days he's just he's probably disgusting and i think that if he did show up to the mayor the mayor would be like why did you come to me looking like that go take a bath like i think he's in a no-win scenario here i also wonder if that's by design right i think the mayor is intentionally and continually putting him in no-win situations and this is perhaps yet another one that's extremely obvious maybe they're meant to get more and more obvious We've been talking about this, right? That it seems to me like that it seems to us that he's being given more and more impossible tasks every time being told this is the one where I will finally make good my debt to you. And now that he has returned yet again successfully, he has to be put in a place where he can approach with a uh from a place of uh, of like dishonor, a place of uh, that where he seems disrespectful no matter what, so that the mayor has the upper hand going into the conversation. I think that is, you know, upon thinking about it, I think that's the intent here. Or maybe the mayor is just a rich guy who's used to getting what he wants and not thinking about the consequences. Like this is a situation where I really think that like there's not actually any subtext here we need to think about. This is just a case of a rich guy being a dick not and like not thinking about how reality works right not thinking oh if he's been riding for like three days he's probably disgusting and i don't want to talk to him right just assuming that everything is to everything in the world is tailored to your wishes so that if you want to talk to the guy he's going to be presentable and the idea that he might not be is somehow an insult to you that sounds like a reasonable uh, thing to think that a needy rich person would think and like that is certainly what quoth thinks right like that quoth basically in the next couple of pages is like well what are you gonna do he's a rich guy and he gets whatever he wants so i'm gonna have to sit around and look like an asshole or you know like uh i still don't think this is a bath or no bath situation i'm just saying i think it is i think that like w- wiping his face and hands with a washcloth and uh, you know, spritzing perfume on himself would not be sufficient to cover up 
his state of complete. Yeah, this is a situation where you smell yourself. You know how it is, Jordana. Like normally you have a, a body odor, but normally you just are used to it, so you don't really smell it. And so when you do smell it, you should know that you really smell, and you smell to everybody. You're reasonable. And this is one of those situations where it's like five days worth of that. Yeah, and further to that, I'm sure his clothes are filthy too. Like he already would have to change. Like I, I, I really think that this is not a case of like quoth misjudging a situation it really seems to be like the mayor is just being unreasonable i think you're right but i still feel like the safer choice would be just to go and say yes you summoned me i'm so loyal that i didn't even take a bath i guess yeah i guess maybe but but i can see like to to me it makes sense why quoth makes the decision that he does he says the mayor really cares about appearances like he will not want to see me like this he also cares about being obeyed (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, that's the thing. Like, that's that's both being put in the middle of the two conflicting desires of a rich jerk. It's so funny because when I first read this, you know, a couple reads, I had the mayor as like almost like a, ki- a stern but kindly uncle. And on this read, I'm like 100% with you that he's a total jerk. He's totally manipulative. He's trying to get rid of Quoth in a way that is uh, convenient and polite. Uh, oh. Don't put words in my mouth. I do think of him as a stern uncle. Like so like I think there's a there's a middle ground here because I don't actually think that he's constantly manipulating Foth and that he's constantly doing the most sinister thing he could possibly be doing in that moment. But I think he is like paranoid and petulant and used to getting his own way and he can be like sadistic, but he's also like he also can be like open-handed and generous and like a decent guy. I think like that's what makes him interesting is that he's not either one of those things. He's both of them at the same time. I guess on this read, I read him as more sinister or at least more like, or rather less as having Quoth's actual best interest at heart and more being very self-interested and not particularly interested in doing right by Quoth mm. and just using him in when is convenient for him. Where do you stand on this issue, Jordana? You know where I stand, Jeremy. It must be very difficult to balance up on that rickety fence. It's not rickety. It's a very stable structure. Gather round, ye scald, and hear the tale of Jordana Splinterbottom, who ne'er came down from her fence. You know what? I My fence is, it's, it is neither wood nor nor metal it is uh it's an eco-friendly fence made from uh repurposed ocean plastics the people from the shores their armies charged inland the people from the mountains their armies charged down the hills and met upon the plain where jordana splinterbottom and her fence lay to my side shouted the mountain folk nay come to ours we have Riches and the bounty of the sea, shouted the folk from the beaches. But no, Jordana Splinterbottom would not support either side. And so they all went home. (laughs) And the war was averted. So what you're saying is fences are good. Do we think that Quoth... Quoth is very careful. Like The first thing he does when he sees Stapes is like, Here, here is... I haven't opened it, lie... Here is the mirror's box that I think might have his tax money. Uh, can you get it back to him? Now, I'm just a simple country bounty hunter, but if it was me, what had been assigned the task of 
return in the mayor's uh, the mayor's tax tax collection, I would be careful to hand over the finances to him my own self. If it was anyone but Stapes, I would agree. I think that Stapes is is beyond reproach. Mm. Uh, but you know, maybe you're right, and I think that if there is anyone who would be a shocking uh, conspirator, if it was revealed that they were actually in on it all along, it would be Stapes. Okay, but like, it's not that I, I don't think that Stapes would betray the mayor or take this money. I just think if I want my boss to remember that I did a good thing for him. I want to deliver the money myself rather than his faithful manservant who's constantly doing things for him. I want him to remember that it was me. So well, I want to I do guess uh, you're just a better, more special boy than Quoth. I, well, that goes without saying, but that's also neither here nor there. Jordana, what do you think? I think that uh, Jeremy raises an interesting point in that maybe he gives it to Stapes and then if the mayor and Stapes are in coots. Uh, the mayor could be like, oh, I never got it from Stapes. Uh, and he could kind of throw Stapes under the bus there. Um, but it's okay because Stapes is his loyal lapdog anyway, so he doesn't mind. Uh, and then he could be like, yeah, Kvothe, you, uh, you didn't do your job. I see what you mean, though, it, Jeremy. It's like the optics of it, right? I think that's, Jordana, that's what Jeremy's saying. It's less about the money going missing and more about this this rich guy who probably isn't too used to critical thinking uh, it would probably be more reinforcing if it came from Quoth, if he handed him the box himself. It's a bit of a like, I did this for you. Yeah, That's like what we, you mean, Jeremy. We've kind of talked before about how the mayor's favor is somewhat uh, changeable. You know, his his moods uh, change and so does like how he feels about people. So I feel like I would want to do everything in my power to make sure that the mayor remembered me only fondly. Well, let's get a message to Quoth and maybe uh, by book three. We'll uh, we'll change him around. Maybe he will have learned. Well, listeners, you can learn more wisdom and more stories of the scalds of Jordana Splinterbottom and her great deeds. Stop it! Okay, all right. Is this a is this a Mister Mailbag situation where you're you're, <laughs> you're putting your foot down? It's not. It's not as bad as Mister Mailbag, but I think that you should um, you should vary your nicknames. You have to come up with more than one. All right. So the rule is we have to pr- produce a new nickname for this uh, this Nordic folk hero every time we bring her up. Yes. Cool. Reasonable. All right. Agreed. Fantastic. Excellent. Let I'm us seal the pact in blood. Oh my god. We will return with more adventures from Jordana, fence impaled on tomorrow's page. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, what have I done? <laughs> the wind. The wind. <laughs>